Are the additions of Pacioretty, Edmondson, and Tom Wilson's new deal enough to make the Caps competitive in the Metro? I'll discuss next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So in today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the Caps coaching staff. And ultimately, is that going to make the Caps winner this season? A little bit later in the show, we will talk about the rumbling surrounding Evgeny Kuznetsov. Does he ultimately really want out of D.C.? Then later we will talk about free agency in the draft. But just to get it going here, we will talk about Tom Wilson's new deal. And in today's episode, I'm happy to have Harrison Brown of Nova Caps. Harrison, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you on here. So in the offseason here, I was hoping for some big moves. I was hoping for Debrinket. I was hoping for a Carlson move. As it turns out, none of those things happened. The big move for the Capitals this summer was the Cap signing Tom Wilson to a seven-year deal. This pretty much makes him the next captain for the Capitals, I guess I'm going to say, as Ovi's uh, contract is for three years um, what were your thoughts on Tom Wilson's new seven-year deal? Yeah, I liked the term. Uh, it made sense. The Caps clearly value what he brings in terms of leadership, on-ice presence, uh, physicality. And when he has the potential to get in other teams' uh, management he- heads, you saw Pittsburgh trade for uh, Eric uh Gabranson had a trade deadline after he he pretty much beat the crap out of Jamie Alexiak. You saw the New York Rangers add Ryan Reeves and Barkley Goodrow after that Panarin uh scrum um Panarin brawl. Um this is a player that's important to this team's culture. It um and it has the opportunity to dictate some of those other rivals' moves as well. The cap hit was a little high for my liking. I was thinking at around 6.3, but it's nothing to sweat sweat about. Yeah, and just taking a look at it, it was a long-term deal, and they don't hand out these seven-year deals too often. Uh, so it is was a bit surprising, but not too surprising. I think that as a Caps fan, that's what I wanted to have done. I didn't want him to sign a two-year deal or a three-year deal and have to go through this again two, three years from now, wondering, is he going to come back? Is he going to come back? He is going to be a capital for pretty much 
the duration of his career. Uh, his new contract keeps Wilson with the Capitals through the 2030-2031 season. Wow, I, I don't want to think about how old I'm going to be in 30 and 31. But uh, Wilson's contract carries an average value of 6.5 mil. The 29-year-old recorded 13 goals and nine assists in 22-23. Uh, so what are some of the things that we know about this last season was that he was recovering from that knee surgery that he had done. But Wilson is a three-time 20-goal scorer uh, who broke out with a career-high 24 goals, 28 assists in 52 points in 21 22. So a lot of the reports that I'm hearing from various sources, Nova Caps, RMNB, those kind of sites are saying that it appears that Alex Ovechkin is kind of taking Tom Wilson under his wing, kind of showing him the ways of being a captain and how, you know, you don't have to fight every guy that wants to fight you. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you see him being the next captain of this team? Uh, it just seems like that is kind of the way things are going. No, it's certainly a possibility. He's been on the, this will be his 10th season on the team now. He's been surrounded by that talent, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Oshie. He's played with all those guys who can, who can very well have letters on each of their, their chests. And as the Caps look to get younger and bring in some guys like McMichael, LaPierre eventually, uh, and Ryan Leonard, uh, it'll be important for them to kind of have that young um, leadership role, you know, because Carlson, Baxter, and Ovi are well into their mid-30s by, by now, so perhaps a little bit, bit of freshness and young young blood not that Wilson's young by any means but he's he's got four or seven years up on those guys it can be a breath of fresh air for this team so when we kind of take a look around the Metro, there were some teams that got better this offseason. I would say the Hurricanes were one of those teams. Um, but also Kyle Dubas taking over the GM job uh, with the Penguins. And his biggest move, his stamp on the organization was signing Eric Carlson. A big move. And when I was listening to the Locked On Pens, they said that the Sharks pretty much got all our bad players. And we got Eric Carlson. How much better in your assessment are the Penguins now with Kyle Dubas as their GM and Eric Carlson on the team? Well, before uh, that trade, I had them finishing outside of the postseason. Now I have them third in the Metro right behind uh, New Jersey and Carolina. I think the New York Rangers kind of got worse this offseason after losing Tarasenko and Patrick Kane. They're depth has kind of dwindled, has taken a hit, um, but they should still be fine. They should still be a postseason team, a wildcard team with a strong defense, guys like Adam Fox um, and um, and Igor Shesterkin in, in goal. Um, but, um, you know, Carlson's third 33 and is coming off of his best career season. That one came with one of the worst teams in the league. How just how can you expect him to 
perform. Um, there will be a little bit of controversy on the power play with Chris Letang, also a right-handed shot. So how, how much time will we exactly we get? And um, don't for, forget this move. Well, this move might look good for this year, but Carlson's got four years of left in the and Pittsburgh's paying him at ten million per. So eventually, it may look like a good deal today, but eventually, eventually this could this could end up costing them big time. And not to mention, yeah, they did get they didn't give up too much, but they still parted with the first round pick. I mean, right. that's that's probably. Worse off for their future two, three years from now, and the addition should help as well as the Riley Smith uh, addition. But I still don't see, I don't see them flirting with the New Jerseys, the Dallas Stars, the LA Kings of the of the league. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about the Capitals during a free agency and the draft. We'll talk about that straight ahead. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. And even if you're not that into the game that you're watching, having a little money on the game makes it that much more exciting. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash on. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. I have a lot of great guests, not to mention the training camp is just around the corner. So make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals today. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals. In this second segment here, we have Harrison Brown of Nova Caps as we talk about free agency and the draft. Harrison, welcome back in here. So taking a look at free agency again, I was hoping for some big moves. And I was listening to NHL Network Radio. I was on a road trip with the family, and I was just waiting for that moment that there was going to be a big move. Uh, and as it turns out, it was just the additions of Max Pacioretty uh, and Joel Edmondson. There were uh, some smaller moves as well. What were your reactions to the Capitals during free agency? Yeah, I was a bit disappointed. Uh, this team clearly needed to get younger. They needed a, and expressed the, the clear need of a top six fo- forward. Um, but after hearing McClellan uh, talk after July 1st and after Tom Wilson signed his extension, it still sounds like he's trying to make a splash. So I still think it's too early to assess the Capitals offseason right 
right now, although it has been uh, disappointing. Pacioretty was a very low-risk signing, one that could could spark the offense. Um, He's he's got the potential to make uh, only two... He only counts two million against the cap this year, so that that's a great deal for the Caps. I know he's old and only played three games last season due to uh, due to injury injury, but I, but it was a good signing overall. Get get to integrate that scoring, and um, I mean, I guess it's. I guess we'll just have to see what happens in these next few weeks leading up before camp. Um, will Kuznetsov get moved? Mantha? Uh, sounds like they're serious on moving one of them. You know, Kuzi's requested a trade. So, um, yeah, this roster is not set in ink at the moment. So, I mean, one of the things that we know about Pacioretty is he is not going to be able to help the game, the Caps in game one. It's going to be, you know, potentially November uh, until he's ready to help the team. But a low-risk move, all things considered, a $2 million contract with $2 million more in incentives. So, potentially, he could help his team. Six times in his career, he has scored 30 goals. So, uh, I guess it was a low-risk move, all things considered, because, let's face it, if he did not have those injuries... I don't think the Capitals would have been able to afford him. Uh, The other move that the Caps made was Joel Edmondson from the Habs. Uh, The thing I liked about that move is that Montreal retained 50% of his salary, uh, a rugged defenseman over, I want to say six foot five, over 200 pounds, uh, has a little bit of snarl to his game. What were your reactions to the addition of Joel Edmondson? I mean, I... I thought the Cats probably needed a li- little bit more uh, of a high-profile move, but I still thought it, it was fine. Um, I know Edmondson's 30, but they I thought they gave up very fair value when sending a third and a seventh to Montre- Montreal. And, um, it, and we've seen teams that have had success with Colorado a couple of years ago with Josh Josh Manson, um, Tampa Bay with Zach Bogosian, and all ha- having that kind of that rugged physical defenseman who who can um, who can um, thrive in in the springtime and Edmondson was a part of one of those groups not too long ago as he and Montreal went to the cup final in uh, 2021. Um, It's not a bad move at all. And he's only got one year left on his contract. So if it backfires and the Caps are just sputtering out of position again by the deadline, they can just flip him to a team to a playoff contender who could use that kind of physical, rugged, steady defenseman. 
So now let's take a look at the draft. And as I was watching it, I was watching it live and I was hoping for that uh, it was going to be Metfei Mishkov. Everyone kind of thought, you know, it seemed like a perfect marriage. You know, there's a lot of Russians on this team. He seems to be kind of the player that would fit the mold for the Capitals. But as it turns out, uh, they signed, or excuse me, they drafted Ryan Leonard. Uh, I'm not trying to say he's a consolation prize. I think that uh, he brings a physicality. He looks up to Kachuk and Austin Matthews um, and also has a bit of a snarl to his game. What were your uh, initial reactions to the Caps drafting Leonard? I was kind of hoping for Zach Benson, uh, who was taken by Buffalo 13th, or Labor Dvorsky, um, who was taken with the next pick uh, by St. Louis. But overall, I've heard after hearing about Leonard, um, you, you have to be excited about the type of player the Caps are getting. Um, he's very skilled. Has, like you said, he has a bit of snarl to that game. And the Cap, he comes with some certainty, the cap, which the Caps needed uh, after taking Alexiev in 2018 and Mirosh Nichenko, who, uh, who dealt with serious health issues. Uh, in 2022 and you know Michkov carried some baggage he he sounds like one hell of a player but he it was extremely hard to get availability to even talk to him and the report and like he turned down interviews with Arizona to and a couple other teams to kind of force his way into Philadelphia. So perhaps Washington dodged a, a bullet with that one. Yeah, you know, the thing about uh, Mishkov that was interesting is that he is not going to be able to help uh, the Flyers for quite some time as he uh, has that contract going over in Russia there. Um, so the thing of it is just taking a look at it is, uh, not only that, but I mean, I don't know if he pays attention to the standings or how things are going, but the flyers are pretty horrible. I gotta say, and maybe they'll be good, uh, a few years from now, I guess. I don't know, but, uh, I think the capitals would have been the better option, but again, I am ultimately happy, uh, with the addition of Leonard to this team. Again, we know he's going to be playing with Boston college in the fall, so he's not going to be able to help the caps right away but it is an exciting thought for me to think of tom wilson and ryan leonard on the same team at the same time just crazy so the next big uh selection they made was andrew cristal uh some people were questioning why he wasn't selected in the first round and i've had a lot of different guests on this show and they've said it had to do with inconsistent play and the fact that he's a bit of a smaller guy for you, what was the reason that Chris Dahl was selected in the second round and not the first round? I I guess uh, some holes in his defensive game and, like you said, his size. He's he's very good off, offensively, but we just saw with Dan, Daniel, Daniel Sprong, he, yeah. he kept score, scoring when he was at Washington. Washington, but what they kept scratching him because they couldn't rely on him de defensively, and the same thing kind of happened with him in Seattle this past year as he got twenty goal 
goals or whatever, but still didn't get a qualifying offer as an RFA. RFA. Um, with that being said, it's it was the second round and things got a little less uncertain. So um, with that ceiling, Crystal has offensively, offensively, maybe you're not risking as much um, getting a more reliable two-way player. And, um, and if you can add that much offense beyond the first round, that's one of the instances where you just had to take it and jump on it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see ultimately where Cristal lands. I've heard some people, including Locked on NHL Prospects, and I had Bailey from the Washington Post. They said there's the possibility he might not ever even play in the NHL. So it's interesting that you can get drafted in the second round, and there's even the potential that you might not ever even suit up uh, for the team that you're drafted for. All right, so coming up here straight ahead, we will talk about the buzz surrounding Evgeny Kuznetsov. Does he ultimately want out of Washington? And then we'll talk about the coaching staff and Harrison's outlook for next season. We'll talk about that straight ahead. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In today's episode, we have Harrison Brown of Nova Caps. So let's just kind of go next to the elephant in the room, and that's Evgeny Kuznetsov. Russian media reported earlier in the season that he, he wanted out of D.C. Evgeny Kuznetsov said that he wanted out of D.C. He kind of rebuffed that and said, I never said that. That's just social media type people trying to get clicks on their website. And then just a few weeks ago, Mike Vogel said, not so fast. You really did say that. What should the Capitals do with Evgeny Kuznetsov, considering he was drafted in the first round? Um, and, you know, people always talk about how we needed this really solid second line center. I don't think the Capitals should be so quick to move on from Kuznetsov. Do you think it would be a good idea to give him another look under Spencer Carberry? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you saw what Kuz is capable of in 2018, just two years ago. When he's on, he's one of the best players in in the game and um you, you know with his high salary for another two seasons it would not be the best option to move him unless you got that fair return in a hockey trade someone who can help the caps nap caps nap now like an elias lindholm or somebody like like that um but kuzi didn't really meshed great with Peter Laviolette and the breath of fresh air coming in with from a new coach um, can, can really help him and if it does if it doesn't work work out the caps can re reevaluate in mid-December some point but uh, in order for there to be a market for him uh, Kuznetsov has to get off to a good start. Um, yeah, he was good. He was good um, last year, but not 
not to the degree we're used to and certainly not worth an $8 million uh, cap hit. So um, if he really wants uh, to, to go, uh, he needs to get off to a good start in the first six, seven weeks of this season. Yeah, I mean, I think he would be best served uh, to try to play his best game. He has said that I could be one of the best players in all the NHL. I just don't want to put in the work. Kind of interesting comments for a guy that uh, gets a, you know, a sweater every night in the National Hockey League. So being that we're talking about head coaching, uh, the Capitals didn't get the result they were looking for last year. Uh, you could say it had to do with coaching. You could say it had to do with the myriad of injuries that the Capitals faced. But in any event, Peter Laviolette, after this season, approached Brian McClellan and said that he didn't want to come back. And McClellan said, it's good. We were kind of thinking about parting ways. I guess the truth lies somewhere in the middle. But in any event, the Capitals and uh, Peter Laviolette parted ways and they added Spencer Carberry. I'm excited about this move. He has a uh, a history being that he was a head coach of the Bears and the Stingrays, uh, and he has coached some of the players that are on the active roster, not to mention that he has killed it on every level that he's played at and was had the number two power play in all of the NHL last season with the Toronto Maple Leafs. What are your thoughts about uh, Spencer Carberry as the next head coach? At first, I thought the Caps needed a little more experience behind the bench. You know, McClellan said, as long as we have Ovi and, Nick, and Nicky, we're going we're to go for the Cup. And um, at first, I, I thought a little... You saw um, Col Colorado win with... Um, a head coach on his first NHL, jo NHL job, and um, Car Carberry sounded confident and knew what he was doing during his first press conference. Um, wants the team to play faster and um, a more pace, ga pace game. Um, I I think it's a good, a good fit. I'm excited about it after hearing him and um, some of the co players talking about him. Um, I'm getting more convinced every passing minute since the hiring. Um, we'll have to see if his resume can translate to NHL head coaching success. Yeah, one of the things that I like about him, he's a very intense person. Sometimes I have to look for thumbnails for these videos that I do or still shots. And every picture I see, there's veins sticking out of his neck, out of his forehead, and his glaws, uh, jaw is clenched. He looks like a very intense coach, shall we say. So uh, I think that that might translate. And I don't know if that's going to translate to wins, but uh, he seems to bring the intensity. So let's talk about next season. It is approaching quicker than than we think here it's and in, we're into august here um so just when we talked about in this episode we talked about the additions of patch ready and edmondson and tom wilson's new deal are those moves enough to make the capitals competitive in the metro division they'll definitely be competitive but there's there are a lot of good good teams um st still uh new york Sorry, New Jersey, Carolina is probably the cream of the crop. You see Pittsburgh, 
yeah, even be better. Um, and both both New York teams still, still have two of the best goalies in the game and two of the best defenses. Those are both strong teams. Columbus is like Pittsburgh is probably one of the winners of the offseason, but I'm still not sold on their offense. Um, but but um, it's going to be hard, but it's not impossible. Uh, one thing a lot of people are not talking about, which will re really help, it will be a full, hopefully a full season from John Carlson. You saw the Caps um, in the new year were nine wins above 500, and when um, Wilson and Backstrom came back, um, everything kind of fell apart. So, um, Car so having Carlson back full time, um, as well as getting some of those young guys like Protus, like uh, McMichael, some regular time should should help. Um, I. It's not like this team is in deep. Deep trouble. They got some pieces there that could make this a very competitive team. Team, but um, it's gonna gonna be tough. If you, if you told me to pick right now, will Washington make the postseason? I'd probably I'd probably say no right now. But I, it's not impossible. Yeah, that was kind of my thoughts as well is if, you know, this, they always talk about way early predictions. I'm going to say that if the Capitals have Backstrom and Wilson and Carlson and they don't suffer any other major injuries, even with all those players on the team and maybe the additions of Connor McMichael or something like that, I still just see them as a wild card team at best. And I know that that is a tough thing to say, but this team hasn't got any younger. It has, in fact, even got a little bit older uh, with the additions of Max Pacioretty. So um, I would love to be wrong. I would love for them to win the Metro and tell everyone on this show that I was wrong. But for me right now, kind of assessing this team, I say a wild card team at best. Listen, Harrison, I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Why don't you tell everyone where we can find your work? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. You can see my um, username below. Um, Nova Caps, uh, the website, of course. Uh, yeah. All right. And thank you for joining us on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals, Commanders, or Wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. My name is Dan Holmey of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'll talk to you again next time.